Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Up next on Inside Champ Car, where's my dance partner? Oh, welcome to Inside the SCCA. I'm Brian Belansky, and uh, Rich has already corrected me five seconds <laughs> into the show. That's a good start. You know, I, you know, everyone knows, or most everyone, especially after last week, we had James Candelari on, and uh, we did a joint a, a joint podcast uh, with my friends over at Inside Champ Car, which is another podcast that I host, and. Um, uh, and it says right here, right on my little script, inside the SCCA, <laughs> but my brain doesn't always work. Um, our guest today, Rich Roman, the 2023 B-Spec National Champion. You ever get tired of hearing that? Never. Never. No, never. <laughs> don't don't get tired of it. It's awesome. No. It's awesome. So, all right. So, Rich, you're this is your first time on the podcast, first time on the show. So, you get the question that everybody gets on their first time on the show. How did you get mixed up in this crazy sport that we love? That's right. I, I remembered that question. Now. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's a long, complicated one. Actually, it's it's kind of interesting. I guess maybe the more longer um, and the more complicated, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So, bring it, bring it on. So, you know, growing up, I grew up in New Jersey, uh, a little town a called Jersey Boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just outside New York City. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, uh, you know, without traffic, five minutes, I could be over the bridge. A path train? Uh, dr- dr- you know, just jump in your car. Yeah, you know. okay. Yeah. Which which little town? Uh, Ridgefield Park. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little, yeah, Little Ferry, Ridgefield Park, Fort Lee, mm-hmm. all that. Yep. area coming back. Um, so growing up, I was always into like my little matchbox cars and always thought, you know, race cars are cool and stuff like that. Um, so when I finally got of age to start driving, uh, yeah, I, I was, like I said, I was wanting to kind of go racing, but unfortunately in New Jersey, if you said anything like, yeah, I want to go to the racetrack, they'd be like, oh, you go into the Meadowlands, you're going to go bet on some horses, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, no. No, or I still get that. Right, right. Or you think, they, oh, you're going down to English Town to go do some drag racing. Right, right. Uh, because, again, back then, NJMP didn't exist at all. Um, you know, basically, you know, the closest, I guess, NASCAR tracks for us were like, you know, Pocono. Well, for, yeah, Pocono was really the closest. But even still, uh, a lot of guys just 
you know, didn't even, back then didn't even know about NASCAR and stuff. So anyway, yeah. um, you know, as I got a little older, I, I saw uh, an ad in Auto Week. Okay. And it was, one of them was for the Buddy Baker uh, racing, stock car racing school. Okay. And the other one was for the Skip Barber racing school. Sure. Uh, now, this is all before kind of the internet was around, but it wasn't great. Sure. Um, so I I did look into it. And, you know, with the stock car stuff, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to you know, build a car and do all the like, can you rent a car? You know, right. I didn't know much about it. And then with the, the Skip Barber stuff, that was way back then they had their they're even their like uh, amateur series and pro series. You can you know rent a ride and and go from there. So I was like, well, that's cool. If I you know, if I make enough money, I can rent a car and do some racing, and that that seems like more for me logistically sound because right. I didn't have a garage, didn't have any, I didn't have a race car or anything like that. So I went to a Skip Barber Racing School, did my three day competition course at actually Pocono. Okay. Did a couple of lapping days at Lime Rock. Yep. And then uh, I was actually at a stock car race at, uh, at Pocono. And uh, like I mentioned before, my, my buddy Brian Hornpool, I uh, met him there. They were starting up. They were involved with starting the stock car racing experience at Pocono Raceway. Got it. Now, is that the Richard Petty experience? I know there's a bunch no, of them. This is their, it's their, their own. own po- okay. Yep stock car racing experience yeah nice and and uh started talking to him and just kind of had a really good feeling uh, it was weird I, I don't know how to explain it really i was just like you know it was really interested in talking to him so i actually walked away okay and a couple minutes later i'm like i came back and I said hey you know i'm, I'm i want to get into racing and you know i'll be interested in any coming out and flagging yeah. right and he's like, well, I don't know what they're going to need here at the stock car school. He's like, because he was more on the, the money end of it. Right. He goes, but I, I got a, you know, I got a Porsche 944 that we're running. We're going to be running in this series called the Motorola Cup. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, sounds cool. And, you know, asked me about my background. Uh, by that time, I had done some stuff in aviation, uh, mechanics and auto mechanics, things like that. So next thing you know, um, I'm helping him. Uh, with his Porsche, and we're going to Watkins Glen, and we're going up to Toronto, and down to Homestead, and we're just going all over the place racing this car. And uh, he helped me, uh, you know, kind of part of the deal was he would provide me a car to go get my SCCA license. Nice. Yeah, so uh, so that leads into uh, where I meet Alex Ratcliffe, because uh, my buddy Brian, uh, so we had these Porsche 944s, which then they felt uh, these aren't cool enough. So they just came out with the GT class. Right. And in the GT class, it was either a Corvette or a Dodge Viper. And I think there was, a, I think Mustangs, there was a couple other cars, you know, the nine, sure. Porsche 993 fit in there somewhere and some other cars. And I can't remember all. I know a couple of guys were campaigning a, a Ford Celine in there, uh, Mustang Celine. So, uh, of course, I was telling them to build a Chevy because you could probably build two Chevys for the price of, one Dodge Viper. <laughs> That's right? probably true. Yep. But no, no, we built the Dodge Viper. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So we built the Dodge Viper and uh and now I have to go do my first driver's school got fogged out. Yeah, uh, at Pocono. So funny story, when I first moved to New York City, 
um, you know, you move to New York City. Oh, you don't need a car. It's New York City. So I didn't take my right. my car with me. But then it came for the time to go to, I think it was the driver's school weekend at Pocono. I'm like, well, how the F am I going to get to Pocono if I don't have a car? So I took a day off of work. I rented a car and I drove all the way to Pocono. And then the whole damn day was canceled because there was fog. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a northern New Jersey region school at Pocono. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was my first. And I think that was my first and only trip to Pocono for SECA. Maybe I went oh, out no one kid. more time. Uh, but right. then, but that's when I decided, you know what, I'm I got to go back to Atlanta and get my truck and bring it up because I got to have some way to get to races, <laughs> and I spent more money parking that car than oh. yeah, yeah yeah it was not fun and then yeah, we moved New to Brooklyn yeah and then we moved to Brooklyn where I could street park it as long as I flipped it every other night so that I wouldn't get a ticket which was another anyway I dig I digress, <laughs> um, but you got yeah. so you got your SCCA ticket in a, in a Viper, well. So, yeah, so my, my first school got fogged out in the Porsche. Right. A friend just correct me uh, on the pronunciation. Yes, yes. Uh, and, um, yeah, so that got fogged out. I only got, like, one session. So uh, that was a snafu. And I think it actually – I almost had to wait, I think, a full – a whole another year before I could go do the driver's school. Okay. And so by then, my buddy sold off the Porsches. We bought, they bought the Dodge Viper, and we built that. Okay. And so here it is, a driver school's coming up, and he goes, he's our guy, take the Viper up to Pocono. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, you know, just be careful. Remember, we've got to race it next weekend. I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I was really eager, really wanted my license. There was, I was just like, you know what? You could have given me anything, and, and I would have been like, yeah, well, I'll go race that. Screw it. What the hell? Sure. And so, uh, so I go to Pocono, uh, don't own anything. I don't own the truck. I don't own a trailer. <laughs> don't own the car. I can't afford to even replace one wheel on the damn thing. Right. Uh, the only thing I owned was my helmet, my driving gloves and my shoes. I didn't even own, own the, I borrowed a racing suit from my buddy. Very nice. Yeah, so, uh, you know, do the school, uh, of course, like typical Pocono weather, it's raining the entire time. Yeah. And so I did my did my driver school in a Dodge Viper with slicks because oh. we haven't purchased rain tires yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the whole school's in, it wasn't downpouring, but it was, you know, a, kind of a steady rain and uh, nice big puddles in a couple of areas where I just would hydroplane through and just wait a couple of seconds before the steering yeah. wheel, before the tires would actually start to grip again. And then as I would accelerate, I could use the downforce to help keep me on the track. And, uh, so this is where I run into my, my buddy, Alex. He's running a little 944, like an 86. Yeah. Not the S2. It's a little lower version. And uh, he's just splashing through the puddles and, you know, driving away from me. <laughs> and then with the, the horsepower of the Viper, I'm able to catch back up. And then we get to the braking zones and, and then he gets the advantage. So we go back and forth like that a few times. And, you know, afterwards he just comes over and he's, you know, that was awesome. That was great. And, you know, had a good time. And then, I actually would see him at the races, uh, oh, motor roller cup races. And, uh, and finally one time he's like, you know, have you done any racing yet? I said, nah, you know, I just been too busy crewing and, you know, running all over the place and right. stuff. And I'm like, you know, plus I can't afford to race that Dodge Viper. <laughs> I just know I'm not bringing that to a regional, you know? And, uh, 
So he's like, hey, come on down and you, know, you can run my porch for $300 for the whole entire weekend. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and, that's and what year was actually, this? So that would have been, let's see, 90. I think we did the school in 2000 or yeah, I think we did the school in 2000. Okay. And I ran, yeah, I think it was 2001 when I ran my first race down at actually, um, actually it might've been my second race. Now. I can't remember exactly, but I know I ran a race at Pocono and I ran a race down at some point. I know I ran my buddy's Porsche yeah. uh, down Porsche down there at some point. Awesome. And, uh, that's how I got started actually racing more down at, some point than uh anywhere else right right uh, right because of alex ratcliffe he uh he would he basically then i would rent the cars from him he got into the kind of rental business for a while sure and uh he would rent uh, you know in the beginning it was porsches porsches and uh nine four fours and uh they were usually running its right and and i just went from there and then eventually around 2004 so i would rent like you know, maybe twice a year. Right. Yeah. Just enough to get back then to keep your license just enough to keep my license. Yep. Right. So I wouldn't have to lose my license. Um, did that. And then, like I said, around 2004, the Miatas yep. really started to get popular. And so I don't remember if I ran a race in 2004, but by 2005, I ran a race for sure. Oh, I know I ran a few races in 2005. Uh, and then in 2006 ran even more. And in 2007, uh, me and Alex built my first uh, Miata and started campaigning that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So obviously the attraction of the Miata is there's a lot of them, you know, it's not hard to build them. It's not hard to maintain them. Um, is that kind of what your thought was when you were starting to get into that? So, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, another friend, his name is also Brian, Brian Zakowski in pennsylvania i would see him he had a bmw 2002 okay um and he would run it i think it was an e-production i could be completely wrong it was definitely one of the production classes because he had the thing flared out and all that but unfortunately i felt like when we were at the track he spent more time fixing that car than actually racing the car right so i saw that Plus, you know, all the work that you had to put into, like, with the Dodge Viper, you know, you, you, you look at the brake pads on a Dodge Viper, and there could be a lot of meat on there, but is it going to last three hours? So you're changing out parts and stuff sure. like that. And and then, I actually, I did even do a little bit of work in uh, Trans Am, uh, and even there, it was the same thing, you know, you, your costs for sure. running anything like that. So then when the Miatas came around, you're looking at them, you're just like, all right, what are you guys doing to, you know, keep these things running? Check the oil, put fuel on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, put a new set of brake pads. How long do the brake pads last? Well, you can probably get three weekends yep. minimum, you know, if not more. I'm like, three weekends? You know, we're changing brake pads every weekend after, you know, Trans Am cars and, yep. uh, and the, the Viper and stuff like that. So 
so that was the thing. I, I think uh, the other big thing was I had, I had wrecked uh, and pancaked the side of the Porsche uh, at Summit. And uh, just to get a crappy Bondo filled fender, it was like 300 bucks back then. Well, it's German. A brand, <laughs> right. And a brand new one was a, was $900. Right. 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 And then when I found out with Vignette, I'm like, how much does it cost to replace a fender? 90 bucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a lot better than. 300 so yeah and you can go to so a junkyard and off. find them and and yeah all that kind of stuff so yeah. so how long did you spend in miatas so uh ran the miatas from 07 to uh basically i guess 2012 okay like you know you know 2010 uh, i was i was working for a company that decided to move to south carolina i didn't move with them right so and you know we had the, that whole big financial bubble crisis oh, yeah. housing you know yeah we moved fiasco. we moved to charlottesville the labor day of 2008 right when everything oh, crashed right. right before everything uh, crashed right and yep. uh the good news was i i was uh i was an emt and you can always find work as an EMT. <laughs> right, right, right. You can always take, you know, people yeah. to dialysis all day long. And uh, <laughs> so so there was always work for that. And then finally I was able to get a TV job after a while because that was what I was trained in. And um, But, yeah, so, yeah, I've, I know exactly that era. There was Work was hard to find. And yeah. if you had a job, you weren't giving it up. So Yeah. Yeah, so for me, you know, 2010, they move. Uh, I got, you know, but I got, had a nice good severance package. Wasn't too bad. And then, um, you know, so 2009 was my last full season. 2010, I did a couple races. Yeah. Uh, same thing like 2011, I would do a race here and there. 2012, same thing. But, uh, in 2011, um, another buddy of mine, Alan also, he called me up and he's like, Hey, um, you know, some points looking for instructors. Oh, he's like, you should, you know, what are you doing right now? I'm like, Nothing. Like you should come down and check it out. Yeah. All right. Came on down. They uh, had me go through their what they call an EDC course to kind of evaluate my driving ability and stuff. And uh, and then yeah, next thing I know, they're like, "All right, when can you start?" And I'm like, "Okay, cool." (laughs) So I started instructing down at some point um, as a security driving instructor, and uh, was doing that. And then in the meantime, you know, so kind of didn't do much racing from i guess you know 12 to 14 and uh i think i ran my buddy had i, I did run up my buddy had a lexus i you know ran that once i'm trying to think if i ran something else but that was pretty much it didn't yeah. do anything and then um 2014 uh, another friend he decided to uh he's like look i want you to run my car I have some suspicions of, you know, some of the other guys. I want to kind of test some things out. And so 2014, he, he let me use his Miata and that kind of got me back hooked into it. And I was a little bit financial, better spot at that point in time. So I ended up buying that car. And, uh, and then from, you know, basically been running the Miatas from 15 until 22. I mean, I still ran my Miata last year a little bit, uh, but, uh, I did. I only did. I think three race weekends last year with it. Sure. You know, because focusing on the runoffs with the mini. Right. 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 So now is is instructing your full time job down there at some point? 
Yes. Great. Yeah, it's 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 not a full time position, but it's my full time. Yeah, it's what you're doing. Part. I do I do some other coaching sure. uh, in between, and then um, you know work with other drivers, stuff like that. Uh, sometimes other gigs come up, and I'll do some instructing in other other locations. Right. And and not to veer too far off course off mm-hmm. off course here, but the instructing at some point is they do a lot of law enforcement, federal law enforcement kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so we get contracts with uh, military. You know, uh, I think we actually just got a new contract with the Canadian military. Oh, okay, so they'll come on down. Yeah, law enforcement, FBI agents, things like that. Um, people who are doing personal security. Um, they'll come out and do some driving and then we have like open classes sure. and it, it ranges, right? So you have, we have from the basics of what we call an accident avoidance course, which anybody who has their driver's license can sign up for, you know, and, uh, and then we go higher levels from there. K- k- parents with kids. That's the course to yes. set your kids to, you know, exactly. we call we used to call that the, uh, the teen death avoidance course. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's an important one. When I was a kid, dad took us out on the on the lake in the winter and okay. uh, yeah, in the winter. But I should yeah, <laughs> when I was a kid in the winter, dad would take <laughs> us out of the lake. I probably should reorder the sentence. Right, and right. Um, and that's where we would learn how to, you know, get out of control and get back into control. And right. And um, same same concept. But it was pop, you know, teaching us how to do it. So. But um, and then and then I went to driver school with that uh, with a sports Renault and you know that was the next nice. iteration. So, but yeah, those those uh, those accident avoidance courses are are really important for people. Oh, yeah. um, I, I always recommend folks go do find somewhere to do something like that. So, yeah. uh, real quick, let me take a, a second here. Want to thank sure. the folks who are helping us here. Racekeeper uh, is the official uh, in-car camera of Inside the SCCA. And Ray Esports is the official uh, sim racing league of Inside the SCCA. You can find out information about both of those awesome folks um, in the show notes here. And uh, just click down at the bottom of the page here and all of that. And, of course, like and subscribe. Smash the like button. That's what the kids say these days. And uh, and hit the subscribe and the little bell so that it, it uh, the little bell, click on that so that every time you put one of these up you'll get a little warning and uh can join us and, and all that fun stuff so all right so rich roman's here with us the uh, 2023 secca national champion in b spec uh real quick in the chat victor bruni is says Uh-oh. congrats on the national championship and uh let's see here trenton kramer hey i know that guy he made a spoiler <laughs> wave at me as he left me in the dust at the runoffs um uh, and then he uh, then he had me tear down his engine in impound. <laughs> well, to be fair, he did. He did give me a lot of pointers. He did help out. Okay. Uh, I had a, I had a few guys would come by and be like, "Oh yeah," like Steve came by at one point and he's like, "All right, you got to do this, this, and this." And I'm like, "All right." Yep. And I do that, and I'm like, "All right, now what do I do next?" And sure. And he would disappear. And then yeah. Actually, Trenton came down. Uh, uh, Frank came down at one point too. But uh, yeah, Trenton helped me uh, find a couple little things I didn't miss. Sure, and, sure. Uh, get that engine out of there, or uh, engine the head off of there. Right, right. All right, so let's talk about. <coughs> let's start with runoffs twenty twenty two. Okay. Um, uh, this story has been well documented. We've had Steve on the show last year after he won, and y- you and he 
first of all, how did you and Steve meet? Was it true so, that he, that he, you and Steve met when you kicked his butt at Summit, and he went, "Oh, this is a guy I got to pay attention to." Uh, a little bit, <laughs> but we actually met. We actually met in 2021 at Indy. Okay, but I wasn't racing. I was helping out Alex Ratcliffe and Ryan Moran, and I was also crewing for our Tandem Gruber and another uh, friend of mine, Jeremy Rudder. Mm-hmm. They were running Miatas and. Uh, and of course, Chip Her, he was running his Audi. So I was, I was actually bouncing around everybody as much as I could. Sure. Like I was on the radio for Chip, uh, down in turn one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you're clear or, Hey, you got a car coming on the inside or the outside. Sure. Uh, so that, that was fun. But, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so I met Steve and it was kind of just a quick, Hey, Rich Roman, Steve, Rich, yeah. Ah, hey, yeah. I and that was pretty much it. But, um, but Ryan and Alex, talked really highly of him. They're like, oh, no, no, you know, Steve's a really good guy. He's one of the good ones, you know, uh, great guy. And, uh, you know, just met him out there, and that was it. And then didn't meet him again until some point. And, and we ran. And uh, I think even by then, Alex was already saying, uh, you need to team up with somebody, and Steve's probably the guy you should team up and, so so uh, was the whole team up thing in B spec a thing before twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two? No, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, because I don't remember that so much. No, but I watched the race at Indy, you know, and and Alex and Ryan they couldn't get hooked up. But again, um, with the Miatas, it's kind of the same thing, right? right? Both Miatas and and the B spec cars share the same thing, where two cars working together sure. maybe faster than one by himself. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew that from the Miatas. And it happens where, you, you know, you always make a plan, and sometimes the plan works. Right. And majority of the time it does work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, it goes from there. So with Steve, so, so yeah, in 2021, nothing. But I, I could see Steve at Indy was having trouble just because – the other two guys were working together. Frank was racing Steve as hard as he could. Right. And they were just losing ground to, to David and JP. And, uh, and so I knew even there, I was like, okay, yeah. So if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go to the runoffs to VIR, almost the home track for me. Right. I, I'm going to need a teammate. Um, so, so yeah, Steve approached me. I mean, pretty much, I think the way Steve told us was, was pretty, was pretty much true. How it went down. Um, he uh we had a great race against each other i actually passed him in a really cool spot because not many passes happen there right <laughs> and um and you know we talked and he said yeah yeah you know we should we should look at uh you know working together and i was like all right great you know but that was it right right I, so again i'm like i don't really know who how good a guy is right Steve. you know is is he gonna keep his word you know, is, you know, what's going to happen. Um, so from summit, we went to, I think after summit was the Glen. Uh, yeah, I think, well, I think we had a race at VIR, which my mini wasn't working. I was putting the Toyota Yaris, which I despise, but, um, <laughs> for a number of different reasons, uh, it was more, we didn't have a setup in the car at all. Sure. It was just a, well, Hey, here's a car to run. Uh, and then, you know, get some points to get right. to the road. Right. right? And, that, and that worked, right? It did well for that. 
Um, and then, yeah, at the Glen, we ran, you know, got to, I talk, I got to talk to him, you know, hang out with him a little bit, you know, but not a whole lot. Right. Uh, uh, and I, I, I stole a win from him because his car shut off. Right. Okay. He would have won the race. I would have maybe finished second or third because I had a good flight going with Frank uh, Schwartz. Right. And, uh, but Steve, yeah, his car, for whatever reason, shut off. Yeah, that gave me the win there. And then I think after Watkins Glen, I don't, I don't remember if I, I don't think I did anything else. And then, so then I think the next time I saw Steve, I think we, we talked on the phone. I think at one point, um, just to, I think to verify it. Yeah, I right. think he said, "Hey, look, I, I actually I just I just jogged my mind. So he calls me up, and uh, he goes, "Hey, look, uh, I got other people who are interested in, you know." running with me at the runoffs you know this year i told him i said well steve if i was you i would go my your best choice like who's going to get you who do you think is going to work with you the best yeah and uh i said i'm going and everything else like that he said all right well we'll work together so uh yeah we it was still kind of weird because again we weren't talking a whole lot and even when we went down to vir in 2022 we weren't uh had a we were kind of close enough, but not together. Right, right. Not like we did this year, actually. And so it was like, all right, you know, I want to win. Sure. But, you know, he wants to win. We got to work. I, I know we got to work together. And, and we tried. We did try. Uh, you know, I led him and he led me. And he was definitely faster. Uh, the car, and I didn't know this at the time. And I just thought Steve was doing a better job or maybe just had a better car. Uh, he would He would be able to come out of Oak tree and just absolutely drive right around. So I was like, all right, <clears throat> I can't pass Steve before Oak tree. Right. He's just going to motor right back around me. So I knew if I was going to try to beat Steve. It would have to be in the last turn. Um, and again, it was, it was still kind of weird because it was like, you know, what do I do? Right. Do I go for it? You know, and, and this and that. Um, and but I finally said to Steve, and I don't know if you remember this or not. I said, you know what, Steve? Here's the thing: it's my first runoffs. I got to come out of here with a podium, uh, no matter what. And yeah, I, I I love to win it, but I, I knew the car. I knew my car wasn't great. Uh, it was good, but we we had a true junkyard engine in that thing. Okay. I mean, at one point in time in the season, it was dumping oil out every possible spot. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is sealing it up every weekend to try to keep it from leaking all over the place. Um, so it was out of a parts car. Um, so anyway, uh, it was it was a really weird feeling, and I and this is when I met you actually, um, because I didn't know how to. You know, I was like, oh man, I knew the only place I could get him was out of the last corner, but we worked so well throughout that whole entire race. Yeah. That I actually started, I was like, oh, man, I, I've done it to other people before. Right. But to get them, like, at the finish line, I mean, I almost did get them at the finish line anyway. Um, but actually, I misjudged it. Uh, when we came out of the last corner, I went to go around them, but I actually touched them first. Ah. And, and, and that that killed your momentum. Him, yeah. And it gave him a exactly. push probably, too. It did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, again, it was weird because, you know, we were just still, you know, friendship was just kind of still yeah, growing. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, afterwards, 
and, and and here's the other thing i had no idea steve's background as far as i didn't know how much his family was in oh my gosh yeah so his dad taught me oh, yeah. how to be yeah. race control operator at lime rock you know and uh i knew bob you know for years and obviously his dad passed right after indy and uh or was it right before indy i think it was right after indy and um and all of that so uh yeah his his family is one of those one of those like legacy seca yeah. families so yeah and i had and i didn't know any of that and I, I didn't start to really learn more about that until that weekend actually even after the race right and um even it, 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 I, I gotta tell this so after the race you know we come in uh onto the grid there in pit lane and uh one of the first people that hugged me was steve's wife yeah you know she came out giving me this hug and i was like well at least i know i did good because <laughs> i could see how much it really meant to yeah. them you know and and for me like i said i i was at least in the mindset of like look if i can come out of here with a podium i'm i'm good right so i was actually really happy the way it all turned out um like I said, I, I knew the only shot I had at Steve was out of the last corner. Right. Anywhere right. else, he could have just drove right around me. So, right. So it worked out perfect. It worked out great. Uh, was great, <clears throat> great for Steve and uh, so really happy with the outcome. So I don't think, well, if we met before that evening, it was just in passing. <laughs> Um, right. no. and, and I, and I don't think we did. And then, and then, you know, the weather that week was, you know, mm -hmm. we were in the middle of a <laughs> freaking hurricane and, uh, oh, one of my lights just went out. Uh, we were in the middle of a hurricane, <laughs> crazy, just like the light, the lights flickering <laughs> and everything. And, uh, we were going to go out to dinner that night and Greg Ginsburg says, you know, let's just go over and hang out with the DC region folks who are, you know, they got the chalet apartment thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then, uh. And, and so that's when we first met right. and I was so impressed with just your attitude of the whole thing, you know, and, and I didn't understand the level of, I mean, I know people, you know, they're working together. I'm like, what does that mean exactly? And then we, you and I talk some and I'm like, okay, you guys yeah. were legit like working together. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, despite the way it ended, you were in, you know, upbeat and you were happy about the situation. At least you acted like it. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, pretty ecstatic about being on the podium and all that cool stuff. Um, so then the next day or the day after we, I think it was the next morning, I, I dragged, um, Steve out of bed early because he was about to make that 27 hour drive <laughs> back to, back to New England. Right. Um, and I made him come up for the show. And um, I put him on the spot. I don't know if you remember this. I said, you yeah, know, yeah. you had a guy pushing you across the line and your teammates. So if it happens next year, you're going to return the favor, right? And he looked at me and he had that little Steve smile on his face. He goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, okay, now, now he's got to put up, right? right. So, and, and knowing him, I'm like, he's a, he's a stand-up guy. If, if the tables are turned, I, I really thought, and we didn't get to find out, and we'll get to right. that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but I really thought that if that if you guys were in the same spot last year, I think he would have done exactly what he said he was going to do and help you get to the, for, the checkered flag. So, uh, But we didn't get to find out. And right. so, so let's fast forward now to 2023. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are there, kind of got the same plan. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know and 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 we're we're waiting to see if Steve's going to pull through and and do do what he says he's going to do. Uh, qualify, you guys qualified first and second, right? Or well, second and third? Uh, one of the days we did, but then we were stupid and uh, <laughs> we tried to get away from uh, the third and fourth place cars, which turned out to be the first second place cars, uh, which was. Uh, Connor Kelleher and right. uh, Raleigh Salyer. Okay, and, uh, that's right. We just we basically gave them the draft all around the track, sure. and they got their fast laps off of us, uh, which is smart. That was good sure. on them. Sure. Um, but yeah, me and Steve, we we the difference between I don't want to back up real quick. The difference between twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three was all of twenty twenty two. We didn't really we'd see each other race, talk a little bit. Twenty twenty three, we ran together all year long. Got it. And, uh, and at one point, at one point, cause Steve was kicking my butt. We yeah. went to, we went to some point, we split the wins there. We went to Pocono and he won both races there. I had a flat tire the one day, but even without the flat, he was going to beat me. Went to the Glen and he wins the first race at the Glen. And I tell him like, Steve, I can't keep losing to you like this. This is not good. For, this is not good for my ego either. <laughs> You know, but I, you know, one of the things is, you know, uh, paddocking together and everything else like that. I had such a good time with him through all the races and JB and some of the other guys, Anthony, uh, that it, it was just an enjoyable experience. It's just fun to hang right, with. Right. Right. You know, so. And that uh, is kind of why we do some of this, right? Right. Yeah. We keep, we, yeah. we, we oh, forget exactly. about that when it's, when the visor goes down and the green flag falls at the runoffs, but. But the most of the rest of the year, you know, if it ain't fun, we're not going out to do it. Right. Right. Exactly. No, no, completely true. So fast forward to, uh, to runoffs now, you know, we had a game plan. We we did the same thing we did last year. Uh, we tried going front and nose and all that. The difference between last year, uh, between 2022 and 2023, is he could not get back around me. Right. Right. Uh, as, as easily did you and put a new motor in so <laughs> the <clears throat> the engine that was in my car went south the week before we were leaving for vir for the runoffs uh, for the runoffs on oh, the dyno. boy yeah so ryan moran had a coupe which was not in the best of shape and he at least said hey look take my car if you want to use my car if you just want the engine, take the engine out too. Right. And just use the engine. So that's what we ended up doing. We took his engine out, put it in my car, <clears throat> put it on the dyno, three pulls, and that's it. Then we're taking we're taking it to the runoffs. And this was like the day before we were leaving. Um, it made two horsepower more. It was like perfect. Because yeah. I was like, as long as it makes what I was making before or right. more, better. Um, so that was his engine, and that was you know the engine he had in his car that he ran at the runoffs in 2021 and 2022. Uh, nothing really much done to it or anything. Right. Like so, well, but it was a strong car, you know, strong engine and the coupe, uh, the strong car, and uh, and yeah, and then the race. So, you know, we, so we still... before we get to the race, yeah, the other difference between 2022 and 2023 were two things, and they're related. One. Everybody knew what y'all were going to do, mm-hmm. and other people decided to come up with the same kind of plan. So Correct. there were several two-car teams mm-hmm. working together throughout the week, 
And I don't know whether they worked together through the whole season like you guys did, but definitely when we got to VIR, there were a couple of other duos who were trying to, to, to emulate what you guys did. And they obviously knew you, that you all were going to do it again. So, so there were less, there was no surprise factor in, in 2023. Um, as opposed to, I think some people were a little caught off guard in 2022 by yeah. how well you two worked together and that you had this kind of codified plan to, to be teammates. And so that was a bit of a different, um, a different tone in 2023 because mm-hmm. the other teams knew you were going to do it. And some of them decided, well, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. So they did the same thing. So that was a little different throughout the whole week. I could yeah. just tell by watching even through qualifying and everything that uh, there was a different beast and beast back going into that race on, I think it was Saturday, um, that uh, it was going to be a little bit different this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I mentioned before, kind of before, I think before the before we go on air. Um, yeah, by now, if you don't realize that you're going to work together with somebody else, you're not going forward. Right. Um, it's B spec is the same as spec Miata. Uh, you got to have a teammate out there. Got to kind of work together. But in, and, in spec Miata, is it as is it as as like planned as what you guys do? I know that, that McTutus and and Danny Stain work together. Mm-hmm. I know yep. that Pardis and Bruni work together. Yep. But th- deeper into the field, I think it's they just try to pick up with somebody and go. For, in a lot of cases, right? So even if you don't have a, a, a teammate, right, right, you're gonna find somebody that you're running around right. and you're gonna have a conversation with them, right? And be like, hey man, let's let's work together. Let's not race for fifteen. Right. Let's let's race to get up into the top ten. Let's let's get up there and and, and make it happen. I think um, though in Spec Man, unless you came in with a teammate, it that doesn't happen until after qualifying, you know, where you know who you're gonna kinda start around. Um, um it, it varies. It happens I think sometimes. It depends on you know, you go to you know, like you also remember some of these guys have been racing around each other a lot. Yeah, so for twenty years. They know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna run run together. Sure. You know. We're gonna to work together. There's always deals made. There's always deals broken. There's always something <laughs> that you know happens. Right. But there's a lot more. Wait, wait. Uh, deals teamwork. get broken. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what. You, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good yeah. stuff. So, so going into the race, you guys got your plan. You're you're starting mm-hmm. close to each other. Right. We're starting third and fourth. Right. And um, so it all sounds like it's go- going as as planned. Mm-hmm. And then it stopped going as planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can see it in my, my side from here. Uh, and I was, it was gutting. It was gutting uh, because I was just like, shh. You could say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit. Yeah, I just lost Steve. Um, yeah. I, I was on the radio with uh, Chip Her and uh, Shane Sees. Uh, and, you know, I'm, Chip was over there and, and turned three, so he was able to make a call. And I was like, you know, hey, where's where's Steve? Where's Steve? And he's like, he's like, buddy, he's dead last. You're all by yourself, oh. you know. So I was like, oh crap. <laughs> uh, so you know, another big factor there is so now I already lost Steve, and the big fear uh, we had going into the weekend. This was my big fear the whole time was that we were going to get like a five lap race, right. You know, something was going to happen. Sure, sure. It's going to end under caution and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, so when that happened, I, at, at one point I was going to push 
Connor because I got behind him and then he went off in three and that got me to the lead. And then once I got to the lead, I was like, well, I'm just going to try and stay here in case, in case the you know question right. comes out sure. and, and be there. You know? So when you see Steve leave you <laughs> and then you get the, the call from, from Chip in your ear that he's all the way in the back. And let's say let's also remind people that he drove back up to eighth or ninth. Uh, let me mm-hmm. I've got yep. the I've got the results here. Uh, I think it was ninth. Let me uh, yeah he he drove back up to ninth from from twentieth when he went to the, to the back of the field. So what what a that was one of those inspired pissed off drives to tonight. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so so Steve gets bumped off the track. You find out that he's all the way in last. How long did it take you to go through those emotions of, oh, crap, I, this is all going bad. This isn't the plan. Now what am I going to do? I mean, it didn't seem like you took very long to lament that before you just put your foot in it and went. I think I was maybe turned five or six. Yeah. That's what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think actually Chip, you you know, Chip, I think Chip or Shane, one of the two said it. They said, look, Rich, you know, this is nothing new to you. This is what I've had to do in, in uh, SSM is the class that I run in the regional class. And what's happened for me in SSM, I've, I haven't really had teammates in SSM, um, yeah. but I know the importance of them because I've had other guys who work together try to beat me. And they're like, Rich, it's, it's just like an SSM race, man. It's it's you by yourself and you got to try and beat off everybody else. You know, it's funny. Your answer to that question was turn five or six. I asked Chip that exact same question when he went off early in his race and drove from the back to win. I said, how how long did it take you to get that out of your brain? And I swear to God, I got to go back and watch. But I think he said turn five or six. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's it's one of those crit crap, you know, and hey, all right, that's the past now. Yeah. That's, that's the past. It's time to move forward. Yeah. Um, and real going back to Chip real quick. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really pissed off when he crashed in three. <laughs> Because I was like, you idiot, you just lost the race. <laughs> oh, everybody said that. Yeah. There's yeah. nobody who thought he was going to drive all the no. way. I mean, you figured he'd, if the car wasn't damaged, he'd go up. But to go all the way right. for the win? Come yeah. on. And so the funny thing with that is I was in the tech shed pulling the head off my engine. Because my race was, you know, first race right. in the morning. His was, around, I think, around noon or whatever. Right. right. It was taking me forever to get that head off. Or maybe I was putting it back on by them. But the... Uh, Vanessa and uh, my buddy Rob's wife, Crystal, <clears throat> I was like, all right, just uh, let me know when Chip gets up to like fifth. If he gets up to fifth, then maybe, you know, we'll see where he's at. Yeah. And, and then it's like, yeah, finally like, yeah, Chip's up to fifth. And like, how many laps are left? Uh, you know, I forget what it was. Yeah, time. like six, maybe five left. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, and they're like, he's running fast. And I'm like, you know, what's what's the spread, you know, lap time, or uh, what's the distance back? And he's right. there. Well, and and so it's it's I, one I thing working. Yeah. I started watching it on the on the TV yeah. in the tech shed. Well, it's one thing to get to fifth, but all the fast guys are fifth and fifth to yeah. the front. So he, it got harder, quicker yeah. there for that. So, so you put your head down. You've got mm-hmm. whatever, how many laps? Ten laps that you've got to just basically drive like a mad fool, and you did it. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh... It was crazy because uh, David's car was so fast out of the corner. I mean, the, the straight line speed of that car was just I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Right. But it, you know, obviously it didn't have the brakes. Um, 
it couldn't break as deep as, as I could. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that was the kind of saving grace. And, and it was weird, you know, in the race at the time, I didn't understand what happened because his car, he was constantly just, you know, come out of, I could be, I could have five car lengths on him. Right. Come out of Oak tree. And, and then he's coming around me before we get into the roller coaster, you know? Um, so I thought for sure, like that's what was going to happen in that race. Right. And then when it didn't happen and he, he, you know, he caught me, but he didn't, he didn't, didn't complete the pass. I just, uh, I was kind of at first like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Did he, did he give me the win? Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Like he should have passed me, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until I went back and watched the broadcast that I saw that he, he made, he actually made three mistakes on that last lap. Right. Right. And that's what, that's what helped out the, that's what helped me the most. Really. So, so we were watching from the, um, up above the, the cafe. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of us who followed the, the class and everything who knew, knew what was going on. And there was probably 25 people up there. And once all of that first two lap thing played out, someone kind of was we were talking and, and we were saying, oh, you know, there was this teammate thing going on. And and there were people who didn't really know much about the class. But the entire rooftop was was rooting for number 11 at that point in time because they've heard the story now. And it was okay. really kind of cool because there was like 20 people all of a sudden. And, it, and it's like it's like Team 11 up there. And <laughs> um, and and then so every time you came around and you were still ahead, it's like everyone's like willing you to keep going forward. <laughs> and I'm sure nobody knew or not nobody, but other than the handful of us knew you or the story or whatever. And right. uh, but the whole group was like, oh, my God, the guy lost his teammate. He's still going to try to win. He might win. And then when you cross the finish line. Um, cause we really, from there, you really can't see start finish, you know? Right. Um, uh, but when, when, when we heard it over the, over the PA, people high-fiving themselves, you know, <laughs> it was so much fun. And I wish I would have taken, um, taken a little video up there cause that would have been really cool. Um, but everyone's caught yeah. up in the moment and, and yeah, it was a very, very popular win. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, actually uh, somebody else said, I heard that someone else say that too. They're like, oh, very popular. Or maybe I read it you know, really popular win. I was like, Oh, cool. You know, that's, yeah. that's great to, to hear, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, there are some people who you meet and you just, you just can instantly like them. And, uh, yeah. that was my impression of you when I met you in that up, up having dinner that night. Right. I, I didn't know you right. before that. And, and you were just one of those kind of the, the, the SCCA person who you just can't not like. And, um, <laughs> and the, the, the grace that you handled the, the, the 2022 end of that race, um, there was, you know, little doubt that if you were put in the same position that, uh, the, the racing gods would look down favorably upon you on that. And I think that is certainly what happened in 2023. So there, there was one saving grace about Steve getting taken out in turn two. Okay. Which was, now don't tell I him that to, <laughs> I didn't have to race him yeah. at the end is, is, you know, cause that, that was the biggest thing was, you know, again, we make the game plan and, and, you know, how 22 played out, it was like, all right, so if this works again, where do I, where do I dump Steve? Where do I, yeah. <clears throat> where do I go for it and, and, you know, try to steal, you know, get well, the win. 
And I guess for 12 laps, you would have been wondering, 15 laps, 14 laps, you would have been wondering, is is he going to make good? Right. You know? And and at that point, you're like, I'm all on my own. I don't have to worry about friends. I don't have to worry about helping right. anybody. I can just, I, if I'll, I'll run over my mama to get to that checkered flag if I have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, at the time I was initially gutted, uh, you know, and again, this was all afterwards that you think. Hindsight. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, initially I was gutted because I was like, "Oh man," and I still, I still felt bad because you know Steve's race. That I mean, it was great that he got up to where he was, and I mean, and realistically, uh, that was the second pack, right, uh, of cars. You know, he was in a fight for sixth, really, mm-hmm. um, but just would not have a whole lot of time to do it. And uh, but you know, it, it sucks. I would have. Um, I know he was gutted. Uh, I felt just as bad for him for not being there. Right. Um, but on the other hand, it was like, that worked out. <laughs> you know, it worked out for me. And I, I didn't have to worry about Steve. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, because you just don't know how things are going to play out in the race. Yeah. Um, well, and and I talked with him on the next morning uh, when he was waiting to pull out. And, uh, you know, yes, obviously he was still pretty torqued off over the whole situation okay. and rightly so you know it yeah. it did it, it, it you know when you get done dirty like that it's tough but um you know even w- whether it's on purpose or whether it's not on purpose you know it's a national championship and and you know it is it doesn't feel any maybe just slightly better when it's if it's an you know a simple mistake and and i'm not judging anything that happened so that's a right. that's a different discussion for a different day but but he was so I want to I want to use the word proud of you, you know, happy for you definitely, but just right. I, I think there was like a sense of pride that you know you guys worked together and while it didn't work out for him, you know the master plan did work out in the end yeah. where you got your you got your gold medal and and in, in addition to being really happy for you there was a sense of pride that maybe all of the work that y'all put in during the year, even though he wasn't there at the end paid off. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and, and that's the real thing, right? Again, 2022 was like a plan that came together at the runoffs. Right. Like we talked about, you know, but it didn't happen until the runoffs that we really made the plan happen. In 2023, I think he had a, I think when he had his, uh, another interview with you, uh, um, we had already talked. Right. And it was like, no, we're, we're going to make this happen this yeah. year. And, you know, hey, it's just, we, I, I would have been happy either way. Of sure. course, I wanted to win this year for sure. Right. Uh, and anything could happen, you know. Uh, but the difference was, you know, when we ran at Summit Point, when we ran at Pocono, when we ran at Watkins Glen, it was all it was all together. You know, yeah. we, we had plans and, you know, game plans. And, and uh, you know, again, like at Pocono, he was just faster than me. Right. Actually, I think I, I, think I did get the lap record, but that was because I was drafted off. Sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, at Watkins Glen... This year or 2023, I did beat him, uh, <clears throat> but it was that was hard. Yeah, I mean, you know a, he's a great competitor, fast driver, um, and a great he's got a great family and yeah. got a great group of friends as well. Yeah, so it was just it was just really awesome this year to race with him all year long. Right, and and um, and then you know like everything was going our way, it, it, we we screwed up that last day of qualifying. But we were still in the hunt. We still yeah. we still knew what we were gonna do. I was 
just wait for Steve to kind of come around. I was going to tuck in behind him. You know, we were going to push to the front again, but that never happened. So let me ask this question, and and then we're going to get wrapped up here. Um, maybe the most important thing that happened to you in all of 2023 was blowing up your motor on the dyno. <laughs> I mean, possibly two horsepower yeah. by yourself without the help of, of your teammate. I mean, that couldn't hurt. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so again, a uh, couple of people to think there, it, it turned out that what failed, I think it was the head gasket that had failed on the engine. On your uh, engine. On my engine. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was, at, let me, let me back up. At the time I was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's a week before the runoff. Yeah. No, of course. And, Absolutely. And I, this should not be, but, uh, in, in reality, in hindsight, it was a blessing in disguise. Right. Right. But, uh, again, I can't thank, uh, Brett and, uh, Dave at, uh, RP performance and Alex, cause Alex, he jammed on getting that engine out, getting the other engine in. Right. He, he, I wasn't, again, because I stay in Virginia here and I go back and forth to PA and stuff like that. I had to run home. My son had a baseball game. Right. So I couldn't help with getting the one engine out, getting the other engine. And then um, Billy Ring over at uh, Performance Auto Works, you know, getting another engine together for us, um, which was, which turned out just, we used that as a spare because then we got the engine from Ryan Moran. But yeah, it, it just, Everything worked out. I mean, we put all we 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 brought everything. We yeah. brought an extra engine. Uh, we staged another mini uh, two and a half hours away from VIR in case I wrecked my mini. So I would have back. Oh, so you guys had a big oh, plan. Oh yeah, we we went all out for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, like you said, it was yeah a blessing in disguise there. To, so so did, have you given that motor back? Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> that, that was part of the deal. Um, <laughs> You know, Ryan's engine is back in his car. We, uh, you know, I had to have Billy, uh, again, at performance, go ahead and put that engine back together. And, uh, yeah. you know, now we're going to make sure it, that car needs a little development work because uh, he had a little little fender bender with it. So we want to get the suspension right and, and all that kind of stuff and get it handling right again. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing there's a bunch of people you want to thank. So let's do that before I say goodbye. All right. Well, uh, again, I can't thank uh, Vanessa Ferret, my girlfriend, uh, enough. She uh, she really keeps me motivated. Let me put it this way. Uh, when there's times when either you want to give up or you're just like, you know what, screw it. The engine blew up. All right, we'll do something else. You know, yeah. when I want to quit and give up or not race or whatever, she, she's right there to knock sense back into me. And actually... <laughs> She's more competitive than I. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, she it, she's she's great. She's awesome. Yeah, there, there's not a bigger ball of positivity than Vanessa. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Um, you know, another person I haven't mentioned yet at all, which is my buddy Rob. I kind of guilted him into Rob Aaron. I kind of guilted <laughs> him into coming down to VIR mm. and, and helping me out. Uh, he came up to Watkins Glen and helped me out there. And, uh, you know, just having a buddy around just to do some of the simple things, yep. you know, makes a huge difference. And, uh, you know, Rob and, and his wife, Crystal, they came down. The support of having some 
close. I mean, I've known Rob since fifth grade. So. Yeah. Uh, so that was really awesome having him there. Um, <clears throat> and again, like I said, Brett Pedro, uh, RP, Billy Ring at performance, uh, Alex Ratcliffe, Brian Moran. And, you know, to support my kids, you know, uh, they didn't get to go to the race. They had games, but uh, the support from them is great. And uh, mom and dad, of course. But uh, I think I think I got everybody. Okay. I think I'm getting anybody, but uh, that's pretty much it. Um, well, yeah. as we wrap up, uh, I think the 2024 is shaping up great for B-Spec. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, and this is for the people at home too, uh, the two races from Sebring were just a hoot to watch, and especially Sunday's race. Sunday's race was crazy. But um, right. it, it was uh, it was fun. There was a ton of great racing up and down all, the whole schedule this weekend at, at Sebring. So uh, go to the SCCA official Facebook uh, YouTube channel. Uh, all of the races are there. Uh, you can you can spend all eight hours each day watching them if you want to. But uh, uh, I would say specifically the B-Spec race, but all of them were so good. I think there was only right. one kind of clinker in all of the 16, and even that one wasn't that big of a clinker. You know, right, so right. so you know, usually when you got sixteen races in a weekend, two or three are just like ho hum, but um, even the ho hum ones were just more like hum. <laughs> right, right, right. So so, but uh, yeah, check those out. We had a great time doing it, and um, uh, so yeah, check all of that out. So, Rich, yeah, oh, you got one, one more. more shout out. One more shout out. Yep, I almost forgot. Look, Stephen Trone, uh, his family, Melissa, the kids, all them. It was great. Uh, Greg and me. And uh, all the other guys from New England, uh, JB, uh, Anthony, uh, a couple other guys in there, we were all paddocked together at the runoffs, and it was just awesome hanging out with them all. Uh, cool. JB's cooking food for you left and right, which is always awesome for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so just wanted to throw a good shout out there to them as well. Well, and the B-Spec gang puts on a pretty good party at the runoffs, too. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. If you're at the runoffs and, you know, find that party and stop by and say hi. And uh, so, yeah, they, they, they do that, too. So, yeah, uh, it's it's been a big party both years that I've been there. Actually, uh, yeah. And uh, a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of good people. A yes. lot of good people. It's all about the people when it really comes down to it, yep. isn't it? Yo, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Rich, congratulations. 2023 national champion. I hope you work it out to join us at the runoffs this year to try to defend. And uh, that would be a lot of fun to see. And uh, it's uh, it's always good to to catch up with the champions and, and get them on the show. So. Thank you very much, Brian. Pleasure right. to be here. That's going to do Hope it. For see you soon. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside the SCCA. Got the name right this time. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network and the Racing Network on YouTube so you won't miss any episodes. Also, be great if you leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. You can follow us on social media to find out who our next guest is and to leave a question. On Twitter, it's RacingWireNet. There's a new episode every week. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars. I'm Dorsey Schrader, and when I'm on my way to embrace, I'll listen to the SCCA podcast, Inside the Short Bus. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.